This is the Head on Collision Podcast. Hey guys, this is Clay. We got an amazing episode lined out for you today. Uh, very excited. Talked about a whole bunch of stuff and TJ will kind of go into what we talked about today. Yep, so we went in, we wanted to talk mainly about fasting, which we did get into fa- intermittent fasting and fasting towards the end, but in the beginning, just a lot of great experiences, some details on anti-inflammatories, what to avoid. Stay tuned, listen to the whole episode, all the good stuff comes near the end. So the doctor, um, when I was taking four Advil a day, was because I had tendonitis in my groin. Right? Worst place to have it. But it was right literally where my, um, like, is it your, um, the really long one on the inside of your leg? The really long, thin, skinny muscle. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's where that connects up into your groin, like on my hip bone. That's those tendons right there. It's like a ball of tendons, and they, like, they'll pop. Because they shift and they pop. It sounds like my hip is popping. It's terrible. It's that bad. So, like, they um, had tendonitis super bad in that area of my body. And I went to the doctor and he prescribed me to take Advil, four Advil, three times a day for however long I needed. So, the max dosage of Advil... And then, obviously, I would take four in the morning when I woke up. I would take six um, before football practice. And at night, I might take two before I went to bed. So, like, I never went past the 12, but I was pushing it. Like, I was at the max dosage every every day. I was taking 800 milligram ibuprofens four, five, six times a day. Yeah. When I had my plantar fasciitis so bad, when mm-hmm. I was really, really overweight, dude, I, there was times I couldn't go to the bathroom, like because I had couldn't walk, and yeah. then I had to crawl to the bathroom. So it was bad, and yeah, I was, that's, that's crazy, when I was dude. trying to get in shape too. So like before again football practice or like in my locker, I had um, like the yeah. prescription strength eight hundred milligram ibuprofens. They're big ass pills. I'm yeah. swallowing them like every few hours for years it felt like i'm For surprised sure. i didn't have more issues than i did yeah i took uh before games i would take eight eight of the 220 milligram advil and i used to buy i bought the, they had the giant container at one point in time did you have the liquid gels yeah so funny story yeah i go for My, it uh, oldest brother i was when i was still overweight when every time i so before i moved out when i was like 14 the summer before that or maybe even two summers before that, I would spend the summer with my oldest brother, live with him, go to work with him. That's when we started diving into like the self-improvement stuff. Yeah. was through that time. But he also was getting me in the gym because he was still in pretty good shape from like college football, like playing safety. He was in freaky shape. So yeah. like we were always in the gym, always working out, playing football. So I destroyed my ankle playing catch with him. Yeah. Just being really overweight and stepped in a pothole and just destroyed my ankle. So he gave me uh, like three Advil liquid gels, the extra strength ones. So we went to the Lifetime that he was going to at the time. I forget what one it was. It was so long ago. And we ended up playing basketball. So I played basketball on this snapped up ankle. And then it was so bad the next day or like 
I think that was over a weekend. So then the next Monday I went to school and my ankle was so bad and I didn't have crutches or anything that they called me down to the office, sent me to the nurse's office, and then sent me to the hospital Wow! to get an x-ray. They're like, we think his ankle's broken. Like, he has to go to the hospital. Like, yeah, he can't even walk between classes. So, like, my dad had to come and pick me up. And he got all pissed at me because I'm like, it's fine. It's just sprained, whatever. They're like, why'd you go to the, or then why'd you go to the off or the nurse's office, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, no, they called me down there because one of my teachers, when I left class, they must have told somebody. Because, like, he knew that I played basketball on it after I did it. And I kept telling him it was fine, it was fine, it was fine. So he yeah. didn't make me go to the hospital. He's exactly. Like, it's like, I said, like, he, I've had plenty of ankle injuries by then. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, if you say it's fine, like, just take care of it. Don't be stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He kind of got mad that I played basketball on it because yeah. he deemed that as being stupid. Absolutely. <laughs> but... Yeah, the first time I ever took the Advil liquid gels, literally, my destroyed ankle that got me sent to the hospital, I was able to play yeah. basketball it's, on. Those liquid gels are amazing, and that's why I love them out of anything, like liquid gels. They work so well. They work amazing. And so, I, like I was saying, I got to taking some crazy amounts before practices, right? Before games, I would take eight, 220 milligrams before games, eight of them. And I would just be like, it'd be the it'd be the routine. I take eight before football games. It would help me get through. Like it help me feel better. And I understand like that's obviously a problem, um, especially with younger kids. And now what is a giant opiate opiate crisis? Um, because kids do that. And I used to do that with Advil. Granted, Advil is not the same as what some of those things that people are taking are, but they do it for the same reasons, for, like, the pain. Ibuprofen, what I was taking, is pretty damn bad for you. Yeah, for sure, definitely. But So I was taking that much before a game. and Dude, I, I wish I had Kratom back when I played. I, oh, I, yeah? You still haven't done your research before you'll try it? I, keep, the offer's on the table. Dude, I love Kratom. When you, look, you, when you look into it, you're going to love Kratom, too. Where do you get it? Order I, it online? I have to, I have to order it because anywhere around here charges oh, way, yeah. way, way too much yeah. for it. Well, have you, we need to take like a field trip to no name, no name nutrition because that's like, I used to have a client who was like in that store every day. It's off the wall, crazy ass ingredients that you could like, you can't get like, I'm talking, I don't know if they'd have that, but it sounds like something they might carry. I already checked. Oh, did you check? Have you been in there yet? I think twice. They didn't have what I was looking for, but I didn't really just take in what they offered. Yeah, you so should I'm go. Sure they, it's all a holistic approach on everything. So they, anything holistic that you can cure or help yourself with, they sell it there. Like um, she was telling me how she that's where she gets her niacin from and stuff like that just to take, to flush her system out, obviously, get that. Yeah, passing drug test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, she she gets her niacin from there, she was telling me. but yeah, well, yeah. Was, So did uh, you guys sell any cleansers that complete? Oh, we sell clean. Yeah, we did. Yeah, some of the heavy detox stuff, but then at, at GNC, I mean, that's the place everyone knows to go to get those pass so, your drug test cleansers. Well, they would come to the vitamin shop all the time and ask us, and legally, if they asked you, you can't sell it. Yeah, same with GNC. But here's the thing: nutri- complete nutrition. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Complete nutrition. Um, I asked about that. I was like, or if somebody says that, are we? do we have to send them away? Like, because from GNC, you had to. If somebody said, hey, I'm looking to pass a drug, as soon as they say the word drug, yeah. you cannot sell anything to them in the whole store. And 
we had to like at GNC specifically, like we had to follow that. Had to absolutely had to, um, or else we'd get fired. They because they like they had cheaper shoppers that didn't. Oh yeah, vitamin shop too. Yeah, it's that bad. So like we would say we would absolutely say no. I'm sorry, um, and we're not allowed to. We can't help you from here on out. It's you know it's it's a law. (laughs) You know it's we're we're whatever obligated to say no and send you out you can look but we can't sell you anything today because you said the word drug test so you know it's a it's a rule and i understand why it's in place um but at complete nutrition i walked in and of course my manager complete nutrition that is no longer a manager there um he (laughs) or employed anywhere probably yeah well i don't know but he he was like, oh yeah, we could do that. We could sell them whatever they want if they say whatever they want. And I'm just like, oh okay, well, well it's nice to know that if I do that, I might get into a lawsuit. But whatever. Um, so yeah, so he was pretty. He didn't care, and a lot of people, not a lot of people do. But with GNC at least being that big of a corporation, they were like, absolutely not. If you do, you'll be terminated immediately. Yeah. But anyway, so back to my Advil story. We got to get through the story. It's a good one. So. This was against, we just switched over from 11-man football with my junior year to my senior year, 8-man football. Second game of the season. The first game of the season, we kicked, we beat the defending state champs. Next. Yeah. First game of the season. <clears throat> and, of course, I played both ways, D-tackle, offensive tackle. Um, playing both ways. And in the warm-ups, my cousin, Ryan, he's a big kid and he's a very strong kid. Like, brute strength just he put weight on his back and he'll squat it like i'm talking strong way stronger than i was my senior year of high school and i was pretty damn strong so um we were we always went up against each other in warm-ups because we were like identical in size like i think he's i think he's actually barely taller than i am but um i won't tell him that person ever but (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we were almost the exact the almost identical in size he was a little bit skinnier than i was though um, but we would go up in warm-ups together, and we were, I, like I said, I took eight Advil before every game. So we're in pre-game warm-ups right after I take all my Advil, um, doing all of our, you know, rotations, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we go through defensive line rotations, and it's, like, I, it's either mine or his turns. But I come up and, like, swing up to do, like, a rip across him, and my... Uh, I can't remember now. I think it's I think it's my ring finger on my left hand gets stuck. Yep, it is gets stuck in his face mask yeah you're gonna love this story tj's cringing really bad and my finger went sideways it's funny because i just snapped my yeah. finger up on my left hand so like recently it's still painful yeah so broke the bone clean in half and my finger was sideways and i didn't it it felt like it felt like somebody i'm trying to think not even slamming your finger in a door. It just it would li- it literally felt like I don't know. You smack your finger on the edge of something and it just hurts. The end of your finger just hurts. Oh, yeah. Like it's that, not. Like, it's not. Like, yeah. Burning. It's just. Like, it was just a stinging pain. So I was just sitting there like I was shaking my hand, like not even thinking about it. Like oh man, that hurts. Shaking my hand, and then like my fingers flopping around, and then so I so what I do was I look. I like. I like look at my finger and I know it's it's, it's abnormally sideways. Like not bad but i like take it and i bend it all the way like literally dude it was that bad i know he tj's cringing like severely right now (laughs) 
I'm telling you though, if you would have seen it in person, you probably you probably would have upchucked. See, <laughs> That's how bad I don't, it was. I don't puke ever. I've, I've watched like somebody break their ankle out of their skin. Yeah. I don't puke, but I fucking hate yeah. seeing it because I've had so many injuries. Literally, we're talking about something that literally still hurts in my hand. Yeah, definitely. So like that. So that was it. Was completely sideways, and I think I'm pretty sure it was one of the guys on the defense. But I'm pretty sure it was Ryan, my cousin. He he like was pretty. He saw it and he was pretty <laughs> pretty upset by it. And he said, "Dude, you." He, he literally, I think he pushed me and said, "Dude, go show coach." And he like pushed me because he was trying not to lose it. Yeah. And. Um, so I walk over to coach and all I do is hold my finger sideways to him and he almost loses it and says, go see doc. And of course, doc at home, Dr. Burke, he's a pretty crazy guy, but he played football actually back with my dad. Um, and I got over there, um, and I was like, this isn't right. And like, I hold my finger sideways and he looks at me right in the eyes and he says, can you feel that? And I was like, not really. And he said, that's awesome. <laughs> and so we take the glove, and this was with my glove on. So I take the glove off and like, he's like twisting. He's, he's literally, this is, he's a, he's a pretty crazy doc, but he's literally like twisting it back and forth and left and right. Like every direct, like a joystick on a, on an Xbox controller. That's what my ring finger looked like. And he's like, you can't feel that at all. And I said, no. And I'm like seeing this all happen, but I'm just like, I can't feel it. So whatever, because <laughs> if I would have felt it, it would have freaked me out. But like, I couldn't feel it. So I'm like, I, I was kind of cool almost in a sense. So, and then my, my coach who happened to see how many Advil I was taking for the game walks over, walks by and he's like, Jesus Clay. Well, maybe if you weren't taking eight Advil before every game, you'd be okay. <laughs> and so that's, that's my Advil story. So that was when I decided maybe it, I shouldn't take as many before a game because I need to be able to feel stuff like that. So, and now I'm now I'm like, I'm the exact opposite today. The last thing I will do is take painkillers ever because I'm a firm believer of if something's wrong with your body, you need to feel it. Like yeah. the last thing you want to happen is something to be wrong with your body and you not to be able to feel it because you're taking that many painkillers or any kind of pain relievers or whatever it may be. And then something drastic happened to you. Well, cause I can't feel it. So yeah, I take Kratom pretty consistently for the mood benefits too. Yeah. But for the pain, because I know what's wrong. I'm very aware of it still, but it also limits daily, like, normal activities that I need to do. Yeah. And there's very little downside to it, so. Gotcha. Absolutely. I take a lot of Kratom, but it's because I am fully aware of my injuries. It's not like I'm neglecting knowing they're there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like... I guess what it used to be for me was it used to be pop the Advil so any pain I feel is gone. Like, that's just what it was. And that's actually how Brett Favre, that's how he got hooked on on uh, painkillers was he started with Advil and then got hooked to painkillers. And I think when I saw that, that was when I decided I should probably stop. Because that was like, I didn't, re- I actually had no idea during his career that he was like hooked on I don't know if they were opiates, but he was hooked on some type of a painkiller. And he played most of the games and most of like his uh, his career on these. But he literally, he said it all started with Advil. 
Like, literally. And, like, when you think about Advil, like, same thing when we we talked a couple episodes ago about caffeine and about, like, what if that's a drug or not. Like, what do we consider a drug? Like, same thing with Advil. Like, there are things in there that really... They aren't this the greatest for us, and they're not that safe for us. But when you think about just taking something you can go buy at Walmart or at a gas station. So on the same note, like Dayquil and Nyquil, dude, you have to show an ID to buy those because you can make meth out of a component in them. So That's crazy. You have to literally show an ID. Like I knew people that would just to literally buy Dayquil and get high on it. Yeah, I've heard of that all the time. I just it's ridiculous to me thinking about that. But yeah, like you think about that stuff, and you can literally go to a gas station and buy it. Like if you felt sick, if I was sitting here sniffling, I could literally drive what two, one minute down my road right here to the gas station over here and buy any of those, mm-hmm. and to help me feel better. And then you think about, well, then you have people like Brett Favre who are saying. Advil is what got me hooked on painkillers. Like, that's the precursor. And then you think about, well, like myself, I, for nonstop, for like a year and a half, dude, I was taking the maximum dosage of Advil every day. And I thought it was fine because the doctor said I could. And that gets us right back to we never, ever, ever want anybody to say, my doctor's stupid. I'm not going to follow their orders because then that you would be an idiot for saying that. But. Some of the things that they say you have to take with a grain of salt. <clears throat> and sometimes when they say stuff like that, it doesn't really make that much sense. Um, and if you just were a little bit better educated, maybe you could have made the right decision. And for me, especially too, back then, like, was the pain really that bad? No, it really wasn't. Like, tendonitis in my groin is like a reoccurring thing that happens all the time, and it does hurt. It hurts me when I do a squat on squat days, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, better pop some Advil for. Like, come on, I could have made it through that without it. But Damn, there was... My situation, literally I took the insane amount of ibuprofen for all through middle school, for sure. So probably starting in like fifth grade all the way through... Uh, when I started really losing weight in ninth grade, every single day, like, yeah, at least three doses of 800 milligram ibuprofen. It was insane. Yeah, so, and that's what, I'm not saying I wouldn't look for something to relieve the pain, because it was bad. I mean, it was bad, but like I said, knowing what I know now, if I could like, I don't know, if I could go back and teach myself, or tell myself like the negative things that this would end up doing with the skin disorder that I developed from it and like all this and that like and what I I probably wouldn't have done it as frequently I would say and yeah like I said the pain was bad enough to make me want to go to the doctor for it Um, but at the same time like it surpassed like I know I still have it now and I know I don't play like football now but we're still in the gym busting our ass every single day, almost every day, and doing that stuff, but it's kind of subsided since then. So just another thing, and that goes really well with our digestion episode too. Like you said, talking about getting that, the more healthy gut you have, the less of that stuff you can worry about, whether it be skin disorder or anything like that. So just yeah. a, some of the stuff that ties into our digestion episode too. But And even though those are anti-inflammatories, if you take them for too long and kill off your 
healthy bacteria, you're going to increase inflammation markers. Big time. So taking anti-inflammatories for extended periods of time is going to increase your inflammation in your body. What is, when you say extended period of time, how long is that? Like? I would say anything more than acute, like one, two, maybe three days. Okay. So I was about to say, like. I would say a very short-term acute thing to like. So several people have probably broken that, like the majority of people. (laughs) So I was saying, like, I don't, especially with that kind of, any kind of a pain like that, a nagging pain, a lot of people aren't going to stop after just one day. There was so many times I literally couldn't walk, though. Yeah. When you were saying you're growing, you probably could have got by without it. I wouldn't have been able to walk or exercise without something. Like, I literally couldn't stand on my own feet. Yeah. (laughs) It was insane. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That was one of the biggest things the doctor said for mine was it's inflamed. Uh, The tendons are inflamed by getting rid of that. And, you know, it's going to make it feel better. So that's what I thought I was doing is is getting rid of the inflammation. But really, I was making it a lot worse. And then, like I said, then all of a sudden weird stuff started happening with my skin, uh, like about a year into it. And then I was like, well, crap, what's going on? went to the dermatologist and they said, well, you have a really rare skin condition called dermographism. And they said, not a lot of people have it. Um, They said, we don't know why people get it. And they said, they said, we, there's no cure for it. And it it was, it wasn't painful, but it felt like poison ivy. I don't know. Have you ever, you've probably never had poison ivy, have you? I I think we've talked about it. So poison ivy for people who haven't had poison ivy feels like a sunburn, but the burning sensation of a sunburn, but the itching sensation of like, what's what's something really itchy? Can you think of anything really itchy off the top of your head? Something uh, that makes you itch like crazy. Have you ever touched installation? Oh or yeah, insulation? insulation. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would compare it to actually. So like, it's a sunburn mixed with the itchiness of an insulation. That's what poison ivy is. So you get it and it's terrible, and you have to let it sit there and dry out. Anyway. That's besides the point. That's what my skin disorder felt like. So every time you scratched my skin, it would swelt up in these like, we thought it was shingles for the longest time before we actually went into the dermatologist because it was that bad. And then one day sitting in class, and of course I was taking on my Advil, sitting in class, I rubbed my the back of my back against the desk, dude. And my back welted up literally it raised off an inch and a half past my skin i think my mom still has those pictures somewhere i should get them but that's how bad it swelled up off my skin right here in this lower back area it looked like i didn't have like a back (laughs) it looked like all one giant hump so it was pretty ridiculous but then when that's what triggered me to go to the dermatologist and they said yep you have dermographism and there's nothing we can do about it and it's going to hurt and it's going to itch and it's going to burn, but they said you're going to get used to it. So now whenever I get poison ivy or whenever I itch or whenever I burn, like like when me and Bianca are in the same scenarios and she's like itching like crazy and I'm just like, just calm down. It'll be like, just take a deep breath because I'm really good about that stuff now. So poison ivy doesn't even phase me anymore. So, um, but as far as like the skin disorder, it comes and goes um, a lot of the times, but um, a lot of times when I'm on something that thins out my blood, that's when it comes back big time. So, dang, yeah, I've never, I don't think I've had any skin. I had the one flare up for a little while where it seemed like it was uh, almost like that staff stuff, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't have insurance at the time. 
So I just kept using like natural like tea tree oil. And eventually, I got rid of it like by myself, and it seemed to not have any. What the heck? That's what it is. But they wrote their name. Yep. How does that work? It's once you scratch it into your skin, it welts up like that. That's what I had. That's what I'm diagnosed with. So like all this stuff was exactly what I looked like. So really cool stuff. People actually do art with it. <laughs> like that's crazy. It's pretty really uh, definitely weird. But like yeah, all this stuff is what I had right here. It was super crazy. Is it weird for me to point out that most of these people look like they're overweight? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not weird, but that's a good observation for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's exactly what I had. There are a couple people that seem to be in decent shape, but... It looked... Like, I could do that. Easy. Somebody, somebody actually, when I was in school, wrote fuck across my arm. And... You and got in trouble for it? I didn't get in trouble for it because I kept it hidden enough, but, like, I didn't even know that they were doing it. Like, it was just one of those things where when word got out that I had this, it was something that I didn't tell anybody about because it was just, like, I don't want to, like, draw attention to myself. But yeah. then eventually, like, a couple months later, people started to know or hear about it. And then so, like, I had some kids, like, oh, you could do this, you could do that. I'm like, yeah. And then they, so I had one kid just, like, right on my arm. And then it popped up like that. Like, it was, like, literally fuck and that's, like, that clear. In the bubbled up. Like, in high school. Like, <laughs> Literally yeah. perfect draw. Like, you can yeah. literally write on skin with it. Yeah, that's what dermographism is right there. And it's pretty, it, it's different. Um, I think they said, like, less than 4% of the population on the whole earth has it. Like, it's just one of those things where you run into somebody, one out of, like, what, 25 people have it, maybe? So, still a lot. That's, like... To be honest, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's whatever. It's cool, but it, like I said, that obviously itches like crazy, and you can see why. <laughs> I mean, it irritates your skin like no other. But does it ever break open? No, I've never had a break open. To be honest with you, when I I had um, when you get like a scrape or cuts like in your skin, it actually like closes it up a little bit better because it swells up, and then that swelling obviously kind of cuts off the any kind of blood that seeps out of it so it does a pretty good job when you do break your skin to, to kind of swell up and keep it from bleeding that much so so it's a superpower superpower <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah the me and the very few of the people have the superpower that's crazy i wonder if any of that has to do with like gut health like i don't how many- know like I said, it's not current it's not active on me right now but it was it flared back up um I could show Bianca, I showed Bianca, um, one time, like, that's one time, it flared up, and I showed her, and then that was that, and I don't know what caused it to, but, like I said, it comes and it goes, and that's what they told me it would, so, it's there, (laughs) definitely weird. I'm looking at all the different stuff people wrote on themselves. Yeah, there's one dude that's, he's actually pretty well known, but he wrote all up and down his legs, like, his whole legs have, like, paragraphs on them. And I, I've never, like, read what it is, but it's just, like, cool. Yeah, that's so that's crazy, weird. just looking at the pictures. But if, like, you have a big, like, spot, there's that, too. But, like, if you have a giant spot on your, like, just of it where, like, sh- like shaved and rubbed off, it just all swells up and it makes it look uh, just pretty crazy. But you can never scratch yourself or else that stuff happens there. 
It just makes it worse and worse, so it's just different, but... Yeah. Oh, that picture's not that. It can't be. And no, that, no, look at me. We were actually wondering if maybe it wouldn't swell up during the tattoo when I did got my tattoo. And it did a little bit right on the inside next to my armpit pretty bad and caused some really nasty stuff. But other than that, like like I said, it wasn't it wasn't crazy bad, but it looks very similar to that, kinda up in my armpit where we got the tattoo really close to my armpit there, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. But just one of those things, like I said. I bet they've seen it before. They've had to have. I asked the guy, and the guy said that he's never heard of it, and he's never had any problems with it. But then again, with Bianca psoriasis, he was the same way. And like, psoriasis is really well known. Yeah. So maybe your tattoo artist was just... Maybe he didn't know. <laughs> he nobody, or maybe nobody, maybe nobody told him, too. I wonder if that might be the case, but... That was the biggest thing is we want to, and Bianca's healed crazy amazing, and she's beginning those laser treatments too for, um, psoriasis. she hasn't, she isn't doing it now, but she did, she was getting laser treatments to kind of clear it up, and then also she has, uh, I think it's called Clobex. Did I ever tell you about that, uh, like Coletto Silver, uh, first aid gel stuff that has mm-hmm. a, that has Coletto Silver and some other uh, homeopathics? Yeah. Dude, people completely get rid of what she has oh, psoriasis really? symptoms with it it's just a topical thing antibacterial antifungal and then has some of the um, homeopathic remedies in there mm-hmm. it actually works really well it's what I used on what almost appeared to be like that staff yeah. area the last time it tried to flare up I put it on there didn't ever completely pop up is it all natural? yeah for sure but it worked really well and I got the recommendation from somebody that used it for the psoriasis. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, she used a lot of different things for it and a lot of, like, holistic things, too, as well. And she had one that, like, I think it had some activated charcoal in it, <clears throat> but she would put that topically on it, and that would help a ton. But never saw quite the results as we did, obviously, when we started getting the, when she started getting the treatments from it. So, it's and it's like... I guess you probably didn't see her before that, but <clears throat> she had, like, it was a completely full on her, like, her elbows, like, completely full, but now that she just has, like, where it used to be on the outsides, and even on the inside, still look like her skin, like, it looks identical, so you can't even tell she had it, but she was getting, she, she had that for a while, and she's getting rid of that here, and since, obviously, since she's pregnant, we've stopped the laser treatments, and we've stopped... Um, she's only doing her spray one time a week instead of her normal, like, three or four times. So, being a little bit sense. more cautious with it all, obviously, with the baby. So, <laughs> yep. we're cautious with everything going around round one with this baby thing. So, yeah, everyone is. Yeah, we're crazy about it, but. Overconscious first round. <laughs> exactly, but. Uh, I just would hate to have to, like, cut caffeine. I'm glad I'm not. Don't ever have to worry about it. I've done it several times. It's uh, not the worst, but it does kind of suck. <laughs> I bet the first few days it really sucks. Yeah. How's your alpha brain feeling? Kicking in? Oh, yeah. Dude, I love alpha brain so much. Yeah. It's worked really well for me, too. And, like, even taking it this morning, like, you can just... Before we took it, the whole reason why we went out to grab it, because we were like, crap, what were we going to say? What were we going to talk about? <laughs> and we grabbed it, and literally it's been, like, constant. And I feel really good right now, too. And that's why, actually, so this 
might not sound like this probably doesn't i mean i don't know if this is an accurate thing or not but we were talking about because when i got mine you were like are you gonna drink that with your hot coffee and i was i was like yeah no i'm fine with it but that'll probably break that open quicker won't it potentially that's what i was thinking because that really hot water bet you will dissolve that like super we should we should try that in an experiment like something hot like doing with coffee do it with like water we'll have to do apple cider vinegar of course. To, yeah we gotta do the apple cider vinegar maybe that's something we can film do like a time-lapse film for everybody yeah do a time-lapse on uh, get an animal pack it's got to be animal pack though it has to be animal pack and to try to dissolve it and, aren't they hard tablets see how fast they yeah are. well we'll do some with like that just has the casing on it yeah and then we'll do some that's got like the hard tablets i got a couple, i got a several of those old gel tablets especially from like complete nutrition and stuff like that but but yeah we'll do we'll do that for everybody on video that'll be a really cool one to have on video for everyone to look at but do a couple different things and i just like taking alpha brain with coffee close to it just because i love caffeine and caffeine's technically oh. neurotropic anyway yeah for sure definitely but it's, it's yeah. a good combination we're going to do a whole episode on nootropics, too. Oh, we have to. Yeah, because that'll be a big one, and that'll be one that I'm I'm excited for, because as much as I've already looked into it, there's it seems like every time I try to look more into it, there's always something new I find about it. So, yeah. And with how many ingredients you can use for them, too. It's like... And actually, blueberries <laughs> have some of the best yeah. antioxidants for like brain function. There is. So does that uh, dark chocolate you were eating earlier too? Yep, that's like a that's a really good for. Did I get you hooked on the dark chocolate? I remember bringing. So it up. you brought it up, and I was thinking like when I was a kid, dude, especially like around Halloween and stuff like that. I hated chocolate. I was trading it off for like fruity candy, and I switched or I didn't switch, but like the dark chocolate pieces, I tried one. I was like, this is pretty good, and everyone's like, oh no, it's bitter. It sucks. So I'm like, well, you, I can eat those. Those are pretty good. So I've always loved dark chocolate a lot more than regular chocolate. Now, it's not my first choice, obviously, but I enjoy it a lot. And then you were the other day, you were you said, well, I'm going to get a bar of dark chocolate. And I was like, that's a really good idea because I bet you the macros on that are really nice for us. So, And then I started looking into it. And like for a whole bar, you're getting about 30 carbs on like these ones I looked into. So that's, that's pretty insane. And a lot of them are fiber. Yep. Yeah, most the of most, them are all fiber. So The most... What, like highest concentrate of pure dark chocolate or cocoa, uh, you come down to like I've seen ones as low as well I've seen them with zero sugar with that they use like stevia yeah but without using any stevia I've seen them as low as like three grams of sugar per serving yeah and that's normally like a half bar so maybe six grams of sugar per yeah full bar and that's the only carbs that aren't fiber and that's the nicest part too is like if you're looking for something like that still tastes like I don't know for lack of a better term, dessert or sweet for you. That's, like, amazing, dude. So, like, after I got done eating my meal last night, like, all that shrimp, I decided, well, I'm going to eat something sweet because I'm really hungry and for it. And, of course, my pregnant wife, Bianca, has got ice cream in the freezer. So I have to always have something kind of moderately healthy, whether it's Halo Top ice cream or whether it's dark cocoa or something sweet like that that's not bad for me. (laughs) So I've been doing a lot of stuff with a little bit like natural all natural honey and 100 percent maple syrup stuff like that so if i do get the carbs and the sugar at least it comes from a healthier source then the only like thing i recommend getting like natural sugars from like agave's way over hype things like that yeah i don't like even the most natural maple syrups 
But if you get a real organic, like organic raw honey, there's so many health benefits to that. Yep. So if someone wants like a sugar, like sugar, but like a natural alternative, I personally like stevia a lot, so I recommend stevia and monk fruit for like zero calorie sweeteners. But if somebody wants something like that, dude, honey has real legitimate health benefits. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and like that's one of the things too. If it comes. The honey that's that looks like oh, the white, the hard. white, yeah, the white hard stuff is the way to go all the time, hundred percent of the time, because that's what it actually comes out like. It looks like and it comes out when it's harvested. Yeah. Now the honey that's clear and like Runny. golden, like that golden brown, the natural, like the, what you see when you get honey everywhere, like from Walmart or something. That's trash. Don't eat that stuff. It's heated. It's heated, and you lose so many benefits from it once it's heated like that. So. Yeah, so being able just to eat that like raw, that white, like goopy, it tastes amazing too. Like it's, <laughs> I love it, dude. So I use that to sweeten everything. Like almost everything I sweeten. Like I used to put that in my coffee to sweeten my coffee. Like, and I am like, I, know I don't know. Too. I'm a bear when it comes to honey, dude. I could eat honey for days. It's so good. And I just, uh, I'm addicted to it. But, like, that's what I used to sweeten all my stuff. Like, I won't even mess around with any of the artificial stuff because I'll just be like, oh, a scoop of honey won't make it taste better. <laughs> so, that's how I am. But I know a lot of people that do, like, a tablespoon of honey before bed for, like, um, to promote better sleep. And because it has all the adaptogens, all the stuff like that. But also, if you're, like, in a calorie deficit, it replenishes liver uh, fructose and like yeah. your liver throws out enzymes that will like trigger like whatever like the hunter like you like you can't sleep well when you're deprived of glucose if you're not in like a keto state because your body's like dude we gotta find food we gotta find food <laughs> like you yeah. can't just be like wasting 10 hours here <laughs> yeah sleeping you gotta get up and hunt <laughs> but yeah one tablespoon of honey is Seriously helped a lot of people sleep. That's pretty cool. Deficit. I'll just I'll just try that. Yeah. I know that's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest remedies that Bianca actually told me about was doing a spoonful of honey uh, while using water and salt, hot water, salt, swishing it around, gargling it. For I should start off by saying for for a throat infection or for something like a sore throat, yeah. and then following it with a spoonful of honey. Once you get done, you know, gargle the salt water. I never heard of that ever. So until I met her and she told me to do it, and that's like been because that's the only time I get sick is with throat stuff. Like I can't tell you the last time I had the flu, but it's always throat stuff. So like she told me about that and being able to do that, dude. Like I've almost mitigated all of my any kind of throat sickness that I have just by like doing that so that was a huge help for myself there's so many natural uh, adaptogens that it's amazing for like allergies people have like yeah. started supplementing B, like B propolis for allergies it makes perfect Gone. sense too because like Gone. it makes perfect sense because how that honey is made <laughs> like <laughs> the stuff that the bee like obviously getting the pollen from everywhere from the bees and then like most of your allergies come from that <laughs> so uh, it makes perfect sense to why it works so well. But yeah, one of the best natural things for your system. <laughs> this is funny. This We had a topic in mind for this podcast, but we just rolled. We have been. We got a lot of good information. Like, we did. We talked a lot about, obviously. So many people abuse like the natural, over-the-counter anti-inflammatories and stuff. So that's a 
good topic to touch on, even though we didn't plan on it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the little stuff we have been talking about works really well. I know um, I'm still fasted right now. Have you had anything to eat for breakfast this morning at all? Yeah, so I... Because I'm leaving the train right after the cider. Mm-hmm. One meal and that... Dark chocolate? Two chunks of dark chocolate. I got legs today with a client, so... Yeah, that won't be too bad. Got like a 30-minute drive. I'll put down uh, one more... My pre-workout meal, which is... Uh, my pre-workout meal I really like to do is like... Cream of rice, whey isolate, a s- one tablespoon of almond butter. Then I use like Walden Farms zero calorie like uh, syrup, and it's delicious. So I, I make a combination of, to, of really fast, easy, like pre-digested carbs with the cream of rice, paired with a fast-acting protein, so get amino acids in my system, and then um, a little bit of almond butter to slow down how fast it gets into glucose just to make sure I don't like 20 minutes later go hypo yeah for sure pre-digested cream rice is basically what baby food is so it's like super easy for our bodies to digest so I've literally eaten like eaten it walking into the gym and what do you think of cream of wheat I've ate it I don't I like cream of rice more I just even though it's pre-digested and broke down I just don't like the wheat like gluten yeah that's fine yeah no i that's the same way i am too but it seems like for such a minimal amount like that you put in there because i know when you make a what a full serving you only put in like three three tablespoons as well yeah Yeah. for like what we did which is probably about the same thing but yeah so that's like how much we put in and that makes a pretty good amount like it really does and then like so that's such a small amount so even I know Bianca got on the kick all of a sudden wanting cream of wheat. So on my last high carb day, I ate a serving of it. I would um, switch over to cream of rice. It's virtually the same thing, and most people like it better once they try it once or two times. Yeah. And I put, like I said, my like I put a chocolate whey isolate in there. Normally, at least one full serving, and then I get the Walden Farms syrup and put it in there. It's like a dessert. I just I put a lot of my clients on that. Like my performance, like bodybuilding clients. Yeah, and that's actually so. What I did with mine last, my last one was I put in. Um, I obviously did like a tablespoon honey um, with it to sweeten it up, but then I also put in that hundred uh, percent cocoa powder, the Nestle. So I put that stuff in there um, too, just to kind of make it taste a little bit more better and give it a chocolate taste to it as well. Because that stuff's pretty. I mean, it is pretty bland, pretty plain. We don't throw anything into it. So I put that stuff in there, both of that, the, those on my high carb day, and worked out really well. Tasted amazing. So I, I'm, we always used to have it as a kid, but we a lot of times we used to do it through the microwave, and so I actually did mine on the stovetop, and I like it's amazing. It takes a little bit to make because you constantly have to stir, but it's a pretty good forearm workout. Right. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, it was really good, and I was really surprised by it, and surprised by how much I liked it too. So. Not yeah. too shabby. You should try the cream of rice. I, yeah. I literally just sent my protocol out for three of my new clients that I just picked up recently. That It's literally my favorite pre-workout meal. And when you make it right, it's like dessert. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I use the uh, walnut, maple walnut or something. Mm-hmm. Walnut Farms, zero calorie syrup. It's probably my favorite syrup, period. People give me shit. Because, like, even in the off-season, if I have syrup, which I almost never 
crave anything sweet like that. Mm-hmm. I will still do the Walden Farms. And I'm like, why don't you eat like real stuff, like real life? I'm like, dude, I love the taste of this stuff. <laughs> it's so good. You probably never tried it, but I'm trying to think what we have right now. I don't. I doubt probably haven't tried that Walden Farms, but. <clears throat> I know we, the last time kind we got's really really good for you. So, but I'm not sure what brand it is. But um, <clears throat> you have some full sugar maple syrup for sure. Yeah. Well, we just got that other kind too. Like, I don't know if you've seen it unless you looked in our cabinets this morning. But yeah. <laughs> unless you were reading through my cabinets this morning, TJ. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Every time I come in here, I just got to make sure I know what's in your. Yeah. Cabinets. At all times, you have to know what food you have around you. <laughs> what options do I have? <laughs> But yeah, no, it's not too bad. But anyway, um, yeah, so you've eaten a little bit, obviously, because you're going to work out. I'm still completely fasted. Um, all I've had is this black coffee, which we've talked a little bit about whether that is truly fasted. But for my purposes, yes, that's that's all fasted. So I've been fasted since last night about 11 o'clock. So we're doing, we, we're going to talk about a little bit about intermittent fasting this episode. And uh, I am still in my little fasted window, so I won't be able to eat again until, what, I think 3 o'clock is when I'm going to break it and open it up to my eating. But today's back to a low-carb day, so I'm going to stick pretty low-carb for all my stuff today for the most part. So what do you use for your eating window then? Do you do an 8-hour? Do you do a 6-hour? Yeah, I do an 8-hour window for mine, which is pretty standard for everything um, for, I guess, for the benefits that I need it for. So what, some of the big, biggest things that I use my intermittent fasting for, um, obviously, is for weight loss and fat loss activity, which is the main reason why most people do end up going to it anyway. Um, but it works out really well um, for myself, and I've seen some great results out of it too. I was just telling you, we went to a wedding um, a couple days ago, and I was just telling you like when I was there, um, got so many compliments about how well I've been looking lately. So, and that's like... That right there, like, I can't even explain how much, like, you see yourself every day. So if you, like, keep looking at yourself, unless you take pictures, which we encourage everybody to do, you won't see any progress. Like, you just won't. So to be able to go out into, like, a big public setting, like a wedding, and have several people be like, you look really, you're looking really good, you're looking slim, you're looking, like, big, and, like, that helps out tremendously. So I know it's working, but like I said, with mine, I've implemented the carb cycling and the intermittent fasting together, but that's, like, that's a big part of my diet right now. It's been helping out so much. So you've, you've done intermittent fasting several times, haven't you? Yeah, when I first moved here, when we first met, I was doing intermittent fasting and, like, a keto combination yeah. Which is my preferred combination. And we actually took an attempt at recording this once, but we got interrupted so many times that we wanted to just take a second crack at it. But in that first episode, I went over, I like to pair like a keto-style diet with intermittent fasting because intermittent fasting clears all the glucose. You get the autophagy benefits, which is like your body's recycling system. So it recycles damaged proteins, which a part of uh, DNA is... The proteins, you went over that a little bit in the mm-hmm. first episode, so maybe I'll let you cover that again. But it lets your body recycle through that. You lower inflammation markers. You increase insulin sensitivity, so when you do eat carbs, your body would respond better to them. But when I'm doing intermittent fasting, that extended period of time, um, once I get through to my eating window, I like to eat 
the keto style diet so I don't spike insulin so my body adapts and starts creating ketones and then literally I've had one one meal a day like when I was going through my rehab stuff when I moved yeah. here why I was doing the combination like any rehab injury protocol that I help clients with I put them on a combination of a keto style diet or an intermittent fasting protocol to increase growth hormone levels and speed up recovery time yeah. And that's exactly what I was doing when I moved here. And there was plenty of times where I, I ate one meal a day. Like, because I, I was so cognitively clear from the ketones. I never thought about food. So I just rolled with it. Like, I'd get home, eat one meal, like a big ribeye steak, uh, avocados, whole eggs, and just have the one meal and call it good. And that's how I like to, like when I use intermittent fasting, I like to pair it with a, the keto style diet. But obviously, intermittent fasting alone will still work out tremendously. You, give the weight loss benefits. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things that people describe about intermittent fasting and what you can do is you're not limited. I mean, to an extent, you are. I mean, we're not talking about IIFYM. I mean, not something that extreme, but. The best part about intermittent fasting is in your eating window, you can definitely be way more lenient on what you eat. So um, whether it be, you know, eating a couple like unhealthy items per day, um, if you have a lot, like I said, you have a lot more room to like wiggle around and make those bad decisions during your eight hour eating window because of the benefits you get during your fasting time on how much body fat you burn. And yeah, so for like, we talked a little bit about sauna. Anything like that, What when you go without food for a little bit of time, same as like the sauna, it's these little spurts of like super stress on your body. And what that does is, what the DNA is, it actually helps transcribe it. And I talked a little bit about that in the sauna episode, but it helps your body, kind of like the protein release, it helps your body transcribe uh, more DNA and send it out through the rest of your system. Um, through the proteins that you you use as well. But that's just one of the smaller benefits from intermittent fasting. But there are several health benefits from fasting. Um, like I said with myself, when I paired it up with carb cycling, obviously in the carb cycling episode, we talked a ton about how much it helps with um, insulin sensitivity. And intermittent fasting is all a very, very similar thing, not to an extreme extent, but it does help benefits with any kind of that insulin sensitivity with the, the fasting as well so pairing that together for me has just i can feel it like i literally can feel it on high carb days when i break my fasting window it's it's almost a rush dude like it feel like i'm just replenishing everything that i've lost and like eating something high carb i get like almost hyper to an extent because it's like ridiculous how sensitive i am to that stuff now so it's super good for me too so I went over when I was in my last prep where I shotgun prepped for four weeks into my last show. Mm -hmm. And you've seen pictures. I was not out of shape. Yeah. No, you were looking really good. (laughs) So after that, like, I don't really eat sugar. You kind of know this. Mm -hmm. But it was probably over a month before I had anything that was like a sugar thing. And I think it was like a Halo Top ice cream. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I was going through that and I ate, like, sweet potato or, like, an apple the next day, I could feel the glucose going into my bloodstream. I could feel when my body had the glucose hitting my bloodstream because I was so deprived. Like, I literally prepped on egg whites and reduced sugar ketchup and vegetables. Yeah. It was 
was an, it was a good one. Sounded like an exciting time for you there. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like you hated eating <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Well, I, I love the thought of eating. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I gotta eat, but I gotta eat this again and again. <laughs> yeah, I was... I got lean, though. Yeah, no, I mean, it works really, really well, and that's one of the biggest things I hear from, especially people trying to cut that much, is eating is is good that you can eat and you're excited you can eat but then when you look at the food you're just like uh someday i'll be able to eat regular again <laughs> but yeah as far as intermittent fasting goes um i was so deprived though the reduced sugar ketchup literally tasted like i put sugar on there like wow it was so sweet like it was just it was actually i was so deprived that i'd make a like uh egg white omelet with like 50 to 75 grams of protein and just a bunch of spinach and sea salt and then reduced sugar ketchup. It was delicious. I was so surprised. <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, a lot of what, I mean, what I can see with my intermittent fasting is the fat loss. But tell, like, if you're a beginner and you've never seen it, never even heard about it, what would be the basic steps for intermittent fasting for a beginner? So most people will do like an eight hour eating window. So they would, Pick the time that's most convenient for them. Most people will be like 12 to 8 or 1 to 9. Mm-hmm. However they decide to fit it in their schedule, a lot of people will try to plan their workouts during their eating window so they can eat before and after. Absolutely. But that's how most people will do it is um, start with picking out an 8-hour eating window and that's they'll be fasted on a water and black coffee for all the hours outside of that and just eat their food for the day during that eating window, which is eight hours for the normal beginner. I've seen it get down to four hours. If they're doing a combination of keto, I see one meal is super common. Yep, definitely. And this is for intermittent fasting. The true, true autophagy and longevity benefits they've shown come from about the three-day water fast. Gotcha. Yep, and that's... Definitely a difficult task to get to. I've done it once, but that's been pretty. That was pretty hard. That was pretty rough, and stuff's already getting pretty, uh, pretty trippy. <laughs> but once you break that two or three day mark, you get that euphoric feeling too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Euphoric. It was it was pretty trippy. Um, but me and one of my really really good friends, Dante. Um, we both did it while we were at Lifetime Fitness, and like I said, you just, colors get vibrant, like. And you see food that is unhealthy for you, like processed food, and you like it makes you sick to your stomach. But you see like apples and oranges and stuff like that. With nutrients, your body's just like, I want that. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird, but it was definitely a really amazing experience of mine. And like colors are so vibrant. Like you like looking around the room and you see stuff. Like you look outside and it's green. Like you take that for granted, but then like when that hits you, especially when you get on that two to three day period, that like. It's something to like almost sit back and enjoy. <laughs> so it makes you very, I guess, it made me very, I guess, happy and, uh, you know, excited for what I do have. <laughs> but yeah, in that like six week corrective nutrition program that I put together, yeah, it actually does a lot of things like people use three day fast like that to like restore function, certain processes in the body. And they've noticed that they don't lose much muscle at all. And right after that, they they've noticed like they can make leaps and bounds with muscle gain and strength gain after implementing probably two to three wow. fast per year. Well, maybe that we should pick a time and 
hit that sometime sometime in the next couple of months. Try try to try that out for our, yeah. for our listeners, but but we'd have to time it with no hard strength training. It'd be more of like a, yep. a yoga, a sauna, yeah, definitely cold therapy. Which that would be really nice too. But yeah, we'll we'll figure out a time we can do that and maybe do like a a, a vlog, a daily vlog of it or something like that. So we'll, but yeah, oh, that'll be something we do. Having another glass of water. <laughs> exactly, I know, right? But having another glass of how water. How we feel every day and stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. But with the fasting, so we kind of went down eight hours of eating window, sixteen hours of fasting window. So the next biggest thing, and you kind of talked a little bit about it. What can somebody have? So, like I said, a beginner. What can they have during their fasted fasted window? What are they allowed to eat? It's limited to water and black coffee in my book. Water and black coffee. So, kind of what we said at the beginning of the episode, kind of when we were talking about drinking the black coffee. Um, or I guess plain, like, pure green tea or black tea would probably be okay, but no honey, no, nope, no nothing. No nothing. So... My in my book, the way I used to do it was supplements were okay, black coffee's okay, and water's okay. Now I took out some supplements because <clears throat> my new rule of thumb is anything that tastes sweet, you can't have at all. Anything that and now I mean water and black coffee are the only things you can have basically, but um if it's not like a pill, like Alpha Brain was probably fine. Like, most likely, Alpha Brain didn't ruin my fast at all. But if I were to take BCAAs that were sweet, that would ruin my fast. Now, the reasoning behind that, at least my personal reasoning, is because that sweet taste triggers the same the same hormones and the same releases in your body as if you were to eat something sweet. And then it does yank you out of a fasted state because you, your body thinks it's getting something sweet and it needs to cope with that sweet tasting, uh, whatever it may be. So... I used to do branching amino acids during my fast, and then I cut those out because I actually read an amazing article on what it does to your system when you drink that sweet-tasting stuff. So, well, And amino acids are technically nutrients, protein, yep, so... Exactly. Even though a lot of them are zero-calorie, though, aren't they? Yeah, but for the nutrients standpoint, it, exactly. if you take branchings, you'll get a gram of protein. Yep. Definitely. So that's and that's one of the things. Like like I said, when I very first started, it was something that I didn't really phase me too much. I still would drink BCAs during a fasted window because it was like I said, it was something that tasted good that I could drink. But I cut that out completely too. And now I look forward to drinking coffee. I used to not like coffee at all, but like now it's something I look forward to because it is the only thing I can drink besides water in my fasted window. So, um, so that's what I do, and that's what you're allowed to have. That's what we recommend if you're going super crazy strict. Like we talked about in the first time we tried to do the intermittent fasting episode, then even black coffee. Some people say black coffee is a no-no. But for us, for the benefits of weight and fat loss, black coffee is fine. It's only going to help you. Yep. For longevity, there's a huge knock on caffeine, period. Yep. So for pure longevity, like biohacking, black coffee, no-no. For weight loss, all the benefits for the appearance hormone function all that stuff black coffee's fine yeah and the people who say caffeine's bad for longevity got something wrong with their head because we all know that 104 year old lady claims that dr pepper is the reason she's so old <laughs> right tj we had a little spiel about that the other night oh god that was a real good one <laughs> I, I think we were sitting around Bianca read that off to us and we were just that like set us that triggered us big time <laughs> yeah like there's so many things wrong with it oh man and yeah even even in my job like 
won't get crazy off topic, but even in my job, I see older people walking around, very old, very, very old men walking around with their, you know, their button up plaid shirts and in the shirt, in the pocket of their plaid shirts, they have cigarettes. And I'm just like, I knew where those were. How? I just wonder to myself how, like, and you know me, like every time I drink a pre-workout that has more than 200 milligrams of caffeine, I freak out. Like I freak out like my heart's going to like stop. And like, yeah, we, and we've talked about that in the past episodes too. Like I'm extremely sensitive to like a lot of caffeine and like it freaks me out. My anxiety goes crazy. So I'm sitting here thinking like I'm going to die if I drink anything, if I drink like a monster or a full bang but you have people that are smoking and like doing tobacco and drinking and eating McDonald's and like people that are like literally like 45, 50% body fat weighing 300 pounds, like, which in my book is impressive <laughs> because that's pretty crazy. But you got people like that walking around. And if you're one of those people, like, not a knock on you at all, but. It's just something you know that you need to fix it, and we're here to help you too. But for me to look at people like that and then to wonder about my own health, and as nervous as I am about my own health and as healthy as I am, for how for the, how some people can't be conscious of that for their own bodies too. But like we say, that's why we talk to you guys about all this stuff too, and the intermittent fasting is a great way to kind of implement that stuff as well, and just on the little tiny bits that we've talked about it so far. Um, but yeah, just... To kind of go off on a little tangent uh, there for that stuff, but um, when we when we saw the article about the old woman claiming Dr Pepper was uh, was her the reason to her living 104 years, it's so stupid because they've literally proven that caffeine shortens telomere length. So like how they're reading biological age right now, mm-hmm. they've literally shown ca- caffeinating today takes hours and days off the back end. Absolutely. Because it increases telomere length and, like, your biological age goes up of chronic caffeine use. So, like, that paired with all the sugar, <laughs> like, there's literally not one justification. I try to argue both sides of everything to yeah. <laughs> before I make my stance on it. But, God, there is not one way to argue Dr. Pepper for longevity. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where she's coming from either, but that's just one of those things. You're going to live to however long you're going to live. There's things you could do to lengthen and shorten your lifespan, but for the most part, it's one of those cases that's like she was going to live to 104 no matter what she ate or drank. Yeah. <laughs> she just was. <laughs> she was blessed. <laughs> so, With that being said, I feel like this is a good time to say like, the human experience, we are the ultimate adaptation machine. We can survive on some of the grossest lowest nutrition junk there is out there absolutely with that being said like we know people that do shit that they probably shouldn't do for health and they're still lean or skinny that's not what we're here for we're here to help overall health and live a better lifestyle like our bodies can learn to adapt and try to function with all the red lights fire alarms sirens going off in our body with all kinds of joint pains to lethargic, taking handfuls of pills from your doctor just to try to balance out all the issues wrong with you. Or 
you could understand nutrition, training, and proper supplementation. Absolutely. And, and increase your quality of life, not just like, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we know, too, like, some of the choices, like you said, especially people who can eat, like, crap and still look good and still look cut and all this stuff like that, like... We know firsthand that if we tried to do that, we would blow back up to 300 pounds in a heartbeat. Like, literally. Like, I could probably, if I wanted to, in the next two weeks, put on 30 pounds. Like, easy. (laughs) Like, if I just ate a normal diet of somebody, like, the average diet of the typical American person, I would blow back up. And that's the reason why we're talking about this is because, yes, we used to be that big. We used to live a really, really bad lifestyle. Uh, you, you told me you used to smoke cigarettes a lot. I used to chew like crazy, um, and eat like crap. And we used to weigh 300 pounds and it was just, that's how bad it was. So we understand and we've been there and that's the whole reason why we do what we do too is because that's what we want out of, we want to help people and we want to help you because we, that's the biggest reason for myself, especially is I know how crappy it feels because <laughs> I was there. It's funny because most people don't know how crappy they feel because they've never had their body feel good exactly it's once they make these transitions to get their body healthy and they backtrack is when you notice how jacked up your body actually is the biggest thing for me was like looking in the mirror every day and seeing myself at 300 pounds and saying I want to be skinny I want to be like that person on Instagram or I want to be like you know my my role models who are all bodybuilders like I want to be like that then that's like that's what I mean is you can do like we can help you get to that area healthily we don't have to do it extreme which I've been on both sides of things doing it the right way and doing it the wrong way and you know (laughs) there is a right way and there is a wrong way to do everything so doing it the right way is going to help you out in the long run too but that's why we do it is because I've been there I've looked at myself in the mirror and I've hated what I've seen I'm sure you've done the same thing and that's the whole reason why we are who we are now and why we do this so that's the biggest part of why we do any of this stuff so but as far as like to go into kind of go into the intermittent fasting thing that's it if you haven't tried it and you're looking for a way like i said to kind of help you out with your fat loss and get some pretty pretty realistic results and some pretty healthy results too for the rest of your body um that would be something i would definitely try especially if you aren't may haven't made the full leap into eating clean and buying chicken and veggies and all this and that at least get an eight hour eating window if you're going to eat somewhat unhealthy that's not an excuse at all to eat unhealthy don't think i'm telling you yeah you can eat unhealthy on this diet that's not what i'm saying but if you know that you're going to eat unhealthy and you haven't made the full leap at least doing intermittent fasting is a good way to get into it yeah for sure and it's such an easy thing to stick to like it is (laughs) i don't have time you're like, well, now you don't have to worry about eating anything. Exactly. There goes your time excuse. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you go from, yeah, I don't have time to eat to, well, then just do this diet because you don't have to eat in the morning and you don't have to, or, or late at night. Like, yeah. you eat when you want to eat. And you can, like, if, if you only have a couple hours to eat in a day, that's perfect. <laughs> like, that's exactly what we want. Like, I only have dinner. Perfect. And if your schedule's crazy and you're like, well, I, some days I do eat breakfast and some days I don't eat breakfast, like, during an eight-hour window, you can't tell me that you can't line up at least one meal. Like, and even if that meal is gigantic to fill somewhat close to what you need, like, you can get pretty close. Yeah, you like, can just do dinner and 
once you get into that groove, you feel like the mental clarity we talked about with the three-day fast. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, after time, your body gets used to those fasted states, and you get somewhere, not nearly as dramatic, but you get yeah. somewhere close to that same status. Definitely, and especially when you talk about going on keto and of my carb cycling, like I'm going through the stretch right now. What is today, Monday? Low-carb day yesterday, low-carb day today, and then tomorrow will be a no-carb day. By the time I'm done with my no-carb day, fasted right before I break my fast tomorrow on a no-carb day, having eaten so low-carb for the last two days, I will be very close to like that state of... Because I don't have any carbs in my system. So I'll be very close to that clarity state too, um, along with my stuff. But then when you're in keto doing it, like you probably feel it every single day. <laughs> you feel like the absolute man. Yeah. And like your need for caffeine intake goes way down. For sure. Like you just feel great because excess glucose in your bloodstream is going to, you feel lethargic when you eat glucose. And then when you burn through all your glucose and it's time for another meal, you feel lethargic then. Definitely. So it's it's a balancing act to eat carbs. Like unless you're really trying to pack on size, I don't think carbs are really worth it. For they're just not. There's better ways to live. Yeah, there are, and that's a that's a big thing too. I think, and I the only part I would argue with you there is sweet potatoes are needed all the time. <laughs> but that's about the only part point I'd argue with you there because of how many how many great health benefits you can get from them and how low GI they are anyway. So, um, but um, as far as like what you said, I would totally agree. Um, if you're not trying to put on a a big amount of size and unless you're competing doing a serious professional like or you know performance sport. yeah performance based activity then for the for the masses out there um trying to lose weight trying to look good and trying to stay healthy for longevity reasons we're not saying carbs are the enemy but we're not telling you they're your friend either so you can definitely plan it out the way you would and with carb cycling it helps a lot too but for the most part um doing a doing a program like what we've talked about with carb cycling or even the intermittent fasting is an amazing um plan just for like we said an everyday lifestyle it does not have to be uh a diet and it is not a diet it's more of a lifestyle right now what i'm doing with mine i wake up i look at the calendar that's what i do and it's easy so it's not hard when you think diets you think hard and you think salad and you think you know healthy foods like i eat meat every day i eat cheese almost every day even though cheese is probably not the best but i eat meat and i eat cheese well if you get high quality unprocessed cheese there's nothing wrong absolutely with definitely but i eat meat and i eat cheese and um on my low carb days i eat nuts stuff like that um high fats high proteins and then on my high carb days i eat sweet potatoes i eat like we said i'll eat like the cream of wheat or the cream of rice stuff like that i i do a lot of rice too um, so good quality carbs. I'll eat my cheat meal once a week. It's a good, it's, it's a very, very good lifestyle to live. Cause I'm so happy with what I'm doing right now. So it's easy. Yeah. So what's your weight at? How far are you down right now? So I'm still around, I think last time we kind of talked about it, I was at 260. I broke 260. I'm in like 258, 259. I haven't weighed in the last couple of days though. Um, but most of the reason why I haven't weighed either was because of the wedding we just had a couple of days ago. But, <laughs> but um, as far as that goes, like with my plan that I've been doing, like I've actually I've still went down. But like I said, the biggest thing that you can get is compliments from others. And to be honest with you, like it wouldn't matter if I lost ten pounds. 
that 10 pounds like could have been all muscle and nobody would have told me I was looking good. Like it would be, they would not be able to notice it nearly as much. So for, to get compliments, that obviously means my body fat percentage went down. So that's when people see the biggest difference is when your body fat percentage goes down. So I do know that the shift in body fat percentage for myself, after hearing several times, you're looking a lot better, you're looking really good. Um, I know that that's directly correlating to, to that body fat percentage going down. So uh, that's my, that's the biggest thing that I shoot for anyway. So I, it would be amazing if I could stay at 260 and be low body fat percentage, but realistically it probably, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but um, you could, it, that's what I tell everybody. If you can stay the exact same weight you are now and just lose body fat percentage, you will look amazing. And that's kind of exactly what I'm shooting for too. So, Yep. And I'm finally back up to the – I just – well, I'm I'm two forty nine point eight. So close. Almost back into the two fifties finally. Yeah, well that's good. And my body fat's still relatively low. And what's your biggest goal right now? I know we said you're gonna try to get back up a little bit. Yeah. Like, what's after that? I wanna get back into the two sixties at my right around that eight, seven, eight percent body fat. Kinda where I was. And then probably plan for a spring show. Yeah, absolutely. Because during the winter, my work will be really, really slow. Yeah, so you can definitely focus on that big time. Yeah, so I'll probably be aiming for a spring show. Nice. That'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Like I said, I'm excited. My back is destroyed from yesterday. Mine is too. I was going to say that. Like, literally sleeping last night was a struggle. <laughs> That's how bad it was. And then when I woke up this morning, it wasn't too crazy bad, but moving around, dude... Yeah, it's it feels really good, <laughs> like really good. So, yeah. really good back workout we did yesterday. How'd you like those overhead pull downs? They still just felt okay <laughs> for me. Okay. To be completely honest, that's all right. I tried. My oh, I feel great doing them. Like I literally feel great. The activation I can feel like I can flex right now and feel exactly where it hits me at. Yeah. I mean, I can flex my lats just sitting here and get a pretty good contraction. We did a lot of lat stuff though, but yeah, even doing like from a lat and then it kind of when you get down to the bottom like this bottom section right here kind of pulls back into like right underneath your shoulder blade almost yeah but <clears throat> I think what I felt the most is when we, when we started with the cable rows and I went up to the whole stack yeah which was about 260 pounds which that was ridiculous seeing you pull that back you had to stand up there just to get a hiked back and yeah <laughs> You did it, though. That was pretty impressive. I got to 200, and I did it eight times, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to back down if I want to finish these sets. So, not too bad. That was a really good back day, and it was a good day training day for me anyway because I had to blow off some steam, so that helped big time. Training days are always better when when you're mad and (laughs) need to need to definitely do some manly lifting or something you know so that helps big time but my training was so much better when i was broke pissed yeah (laughs) no money (laughs) never have any money (laughs) but then your training sucks because you don't have enough money to pay for the correct food and supplements i always always made chicken breast work chicken and rice yep exactly but yeah for the most part Training's been going really well lately. We're gonna keep it up going pretty heavy today. It sounds like you got you're gonna go train with one of your uh, one of your new clients, right? Yeah, we're gonna go train legs. Oh, that'll be fun, dude. I think that's yep. what I'm gonna hit today too. But that'll be a good time. But for the most part, I think that kind of wraps up our little show on 
on uh, a variety a variety of different subjects and then um also uh, a little bit of intermittent fasting there at the end too so pretty good stuff but like always if you guys have any questions head on collision podcast Head on collision podcast at gmail.com is where you send us an email. Go like us, subscribe um, on our Facebook. Um, go give us, you know, uh, follow us over Instagram. That's where we're going to do most of our stuff right now. Um, and hopefully soon we're going to have a little, do a little bit of uh, streaming. I know uh, Twitch is a big uh, site for video game streaming, but they have an IRL in real life section. That you can put basically whatever you wanted on there. So we're going to try to reach a lot of people doing that, just to kind of set it up and do it off of there. Um, and hopefully to do more of our podcast, stream them live on a couple other sites too. So we're going to get that set up and do kind of stuff like that. Maybe do some Facebook live streaming yep. on our Facebook page. That'll be some fun stuff just to see you guys. So you guys can see us set up and get, get mentally, prepared, get mentally for... prepared and have our little fun conversations and then uh <laughs> go right into our podcast so you guys can actually see us do our film our podcast and you'll actually get to almost get a sneak peek of it because we'll have it we'll have you guys can watch us do all this stuff and watch our mess ups right. <laughs> what we edit out <laughs> watch us go try to lock the dogs in yeah exactly do up. that stuff but yeah so it'll be a pretty good time like i said a little bit of a sneak peek to our episode so if you guys want to see what we actually publish before we actually publish it that'll be something good that people can go watch and just kind of yeah. watch us do our stuff on but yeah pretty cool little setup setup we got up here so that'll be exciting stuff but yeah for the most part like i said like follow subscribe biggest things for us um, we're also in the works of talking about, you know, getting a little funding page set up. So if we're going to, you know, set something up for ourselves so we can try actual like product, uh, like 30 day supplies of uh, supplements or, you know, different ingredients, stuff like that. And do full reviews on full reviews. Work. Yep. So we'll do a, like a whole 30 day cycle, kind of take measurements, do a whole bunch of like uh, readings off of the in body scale, stuff like that, I think would be great. And then um, have a before and after and just kind of say, you know, this is what we got to offer. Was um, it worth? Was it worth the money? Was it worth this and that? So we're gonna get that stuff going pretty good, um, and that's the, kind of what we got in the works for here on out. And this will be the first week, I guess. Actually, since this won't be the the episode, but Wednesday, um, this last Wednesday, we will have published an episode. <laughs> I gotta think because we're doing this ahead. But this last Wednesday, we'll publish an episode. So this will be the first week we do uh, two episodes in a week. Very excited about that. So you'll have our list episode to listen to back then, and then you'll have this one to listen to, which will be the second episode of this week. And then that's how we're going from here on out. So two episodes a week. Try to reach out to some more followers. And lastly, we're at uh, before we publish this episode, um, our episode last week about digestion. We're at 97 listens right now, so we're about to ready to break over that hundred listen mark very excited for that so we'll be making a post on instagram whenever that does happen hopefully before we publish this guy but um we're going to keep that count up and keep uh keep all you guys engaged too so take your pictures of uh what we said how'd you do if you hadn't done it for the sauna podcast already take a picture for that post tag us in it um and then if you also if you're starting an intermittent fasting or if you're doing anything like that take a picture of your black coffee that'll be something good we can have everyone do take a picture of your black coffee and tag us in it head on collision uh, Instagram page and tag us in it so that we can keep up with you guys. I know you guys are doing it too. So one of the biggest things that me and TJ stress and we've been doing with each other too is the accountability. Um, so we'd like to have that same accountability with our listeners too. But for the most part, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode. You got anything more for the listeners, TJ? 
Uh, right now, that should be it. Just let's get some activity on that Instagram page. We need to get some of you guys tagging pictures. I called out my brother Mike, so he clearly did not listen to all we, the way through. We actually, that was the one we published yesterday. Was the digestion? Okay, one so, so he'll he'll be he'll be listening. <laughs> we got him. Okay, but. so you you you're in the clear. You have so far <laughs> a couple days of grace period. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll see about that. Um, yeah, but yeah, go like I said, Instagram activity would be huge. I know me and TJ both check that regularly. Um, but TJ's gonna he's taking the wheel on the Instagram social media stuff since he's had some pretty good experience with that stuff in the past too. But um, if you haven't looked at TJ's six days or six week plan, go check that out. That'll be huge. But he'll put post a link to our Instagram on that as well. Yep. Um, so it'll be on there for you guys to go check out. But yeah, yeah. Get some Instagram activity. TJ will be reaching out to you firsthand, um, and then myself as well whenever I'm on there checking it too. So, But for the most part, that's all we have for you guys. Perfect. Next week, be prepared. Two episodes every single week from now on. Perfect. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.